0: welcome back everybody i hope you guys are doing well and that your week is off to an amazing start i have been busy over here packing we spent the weekend packing up our clothes we took like a whole bunch of luggage and we've been packing up all our clothes because in exactly one week we get the key to our house so exciting so we get our key on a tuesday but we're not actually moving until the 27th and so that means from now until, well, the 27th, we got lots more packing to do. It's actually not that much stuff, but at the same time, it is pretty crazy. We live in a pretty small condo and the amount of stuff you accumulate is insane. So really excited because we are nearing the date to our move-in and it's really, really awesome. Outside of that, I've got lots of stuff I want to share with you guys today and just kind of chat and rant. And we're doing a QA and a episode today. Lots of questions have come in about terrible PMS and bloating and antibodies, thyroid antibodies, as well as stress management. So all kinds of fun stuff has come in. So I want to address that and provide you guys some really great feedback and support and some strategies that you can um, you can implement to feel better and feel your most amazing self. Before we dive into all of that goodness, some random things I want to share. So number one, tomorrow, our Instagram influence class is kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, If you haven't joined, there's still time to join. We are going live at seven o'clock. It will absolutely be recorded. And we are diving into so much juicy content about your Instagram strategy. If you are struggling with, like, what do I post? And you're listening to this, and you're an entrepreneur, and you are a practitioner, or you are just wanting to grow your Instagram game, like really step it up and you are just kind of posting mindlessly. This is what our intensive is really going to cover. I really wanna provide you guys the strategies for posting and building your community and really building connections with people. You know, I love Instagram and I love going on there and sharing all kinds of fun stuff. But outside of that, you know, there's strategy to what I do too, right? Because if I didn't have the strategy, I would be overwhelmed, I would be so encouraged, incredibly exhausted, and I would lose my mind on social media, right? And so this is really what I want to share with other health practitioners out there. We are diving into some juicy content. So I'm really giving you the strategy for your profile and how you set up your profile, really key things that you need to have there. And How do you actually connect with people through your DMs and support them and really guide them and having your DMs on? Do you keep them on? Do you keep them off? You know, what are the strategy there? And what do you actually post? And how do you post engaging content? How do you become discoverable? And how do you post content that is epic and maybe might ruffle a little bit of feathers? So lots of great stuff I'm going to share. I'm sharing my strategies that I use and how we grow our Instagram many, many ways to use your hashtags and the importance of how you even use your hashtags. So I'm really excited to be supporting health entrepreneurs out there to come join me tomorrow night. You can register over at holisticwellness.ca forward slash Instagram influence. And if you have any questions before diving in and registering, just come find me over on Instagram, of course, at holistic wellness foodie and ask me over there. All right. So some random things to dive into. So number one, my cats, guys, they've been shitheads this past week. Seriously. I feel like maybe they're anticipating that the move is coming up because like all their toys and all these things have been taken away from them. So there's not much for them to do here at home. So they're getting busy doing all kinds of bad things. Like for example, last week I was teaching this webinar it was actually an instagram webinar and i was teaching it to like a naturopathic community and in the background my cat he went into the cupboard and he got his treats out and all i could hear while i was teaching was him crinkling the bag and playing with the paper towels and it was so loud it was so annoying but i couldn't get up and do anything about it and so finally after the webinar i went over there and yeah there were their treats all over the floor and they just had this like innocent look on their face it It was kind of cute. And then our little one, Maggie, so she's two years old, just over two years old. I don't know what her deal is, but she likes to pee in boxes, guys. And we've had boxes around because obviously we're moving. So she pees in her litter box, no problem. But if we have an empty box around or a container, we had this container around the other day, she'll jump in it and she'll like play in the box and do all that fun stuff, but she'll pee in it. It's almost like she's marking her territory. It's really interesting. And a part of me feels like I wanna take her to the vet because I wanna make sure that there's no issues there with like UTIs or anything, but she's using her box no problem. And she uses it all day and it's not an issue, But if there's a box, she goes over there and pees in it. And it's so damn annoying. So we're we're thinking, you know, Gaytan and I were like, okay, we move next week. There's obviously going to be lots of boxes around. What are we going to do with this little one? So fingers crossed that she's not going to pee. And sometimes she even pees on the floor beside the box. Like it's not something that happens a lot, but it's happened a few times. And I don't know what's up. I think maybe she's marking her territory. Or I heard that if they feel like bullied, maybe they might pee. And well, Monkey can sometimes be a bully to her. So maybe that's why she's doing it. So, anyhow, I wanted to share that because they were little shitheads. Oh, and then of course, Monkey, the other day, he goes into the bathroom. Here I am on a coaching call, and he goes into my bathroom and he knocks off my skincare oil in a glass bottle and he knocks it onto the floor. And obviously it breaks glass is everywhere and he shatters the whole thing. There was only maybe like a quarter of the oil left. It's my living libations, my skincare oil that I love using from them. And yeah, he shattered it all over. And that's not the first time that that's happened. So I didn't even hear it actually happen. I went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom and there was glass all over the floor. So these guys, I don't know, they've been up to no good in causing a lot of chaos Okay. So outside of cats, I don't even know if you can hear the cat sitting beside me right now. She's literally right beside me cleaning herself. So <laughs> I hope it doesn't, the mic doesn't pick it up, but let's move on to something else. Cause I want to chat about Netflix. There's some shows that Gayton and I have been watching. And recently we started watching the show Startup. In fact, it's actually not a Netflix show. It's a prime show. So if you have a prime Amazon account, you have access to some really cool. TV series and movies and whatnot. So we started watching this show called Startup and it's so good. There's three seasons. We basically just binge watched all three seasons and it's kind of this crime drama mixed with tech. Like it's really interesting. So it's basically a banker a Haitian gang lord and a Cuban American hacker. She's a tech hacker. They all come together to to put together this startup, this like tech startup and basically create their own version of this kind of like American dream and they all have to work together and it's really interesting and all this drama ensues and basically shit goes down and it's really really good. So Gatan found it a few weeks ago, and he was just searching for some shows and things for us to watch, and he came across it, and I really, really liked it. So FYI, if you're looking for a new show, definitely check that one out. There's been quite a few shows on Netflix that we have watched, and I know it might sound crazy, but Sons of Anarchy was literally one of my favorite shows. I absolutely loved it. I never thought by any means I would ever get into Sons of Anarchy because It's like motorcycles and gangs and it's quite violent, but the storytelling is just really, really good. And we watched maybe the first two episodes. I wasn't so sure. And then as we started to get into like three, episode three, four, five, oh my God, I was like totally hooked. So we totally binge watched Sons of Anarchy. And it, I would say hands down, is one of the best shows I've watched. So if you're up for it, and you can handle the violence, then definitely check it out. I believe Sons of Anarchy was based off of Shakespeare. It was based off, I can't remember which play it was based off of, but apparently it was based off of Shakespeare. So it's pretty interesting. And so many kind of like edges your seat moments that happen in that show. And I think that's just what I love the most because there's like... You think something is going to happen, but then it doesn't. And it just kind of twists and turns and goes a totally different way. So definitely love sense of Anarchy. Uh, two other shows that I absolutely fell in love with. These are definitely like crime dramas. So one is The Killing, which is phenomenal. So if you are into crime drama, then definitely check out The Killing. And the reason I really loved it was because... So there's four seasons. And season one and two focuses on like one crime. And then season three and four focuses on another one. So like they continue it, which is really, really cool. And that was so well done and loved it so much because again, like really edge of your seat. You think you like know who the killer is. You you think you know what's going on, but you really don't. And it was so, so good. So I love that one. And then I got really caught up in this other show called The Fall. And this one is so fantastic. Kind of another crime drama as well. Yes, it's kind of the theme. I actually really love crime dramas because I feel like they just really take me out of my head and get me thinking in this like whole new way. And so The Fall, this one was interesting because... I have many friends who will be like, if they have accents, then I'm definitely not going to watch it. And I've watched, I don't know if you've ever tried watching like Peaky Blinders. Oh my God. I can't understand them for the life of me. So I just don't watch that show. But the fall, oh, I can't even remember. It's I don't think it's London. Oh, my God. Maybe. I can't even remember the accent. But basically, it is a really great detective show. And it's about the serial killer. And spend the first few episodes, like just get through those first few episodes, because at first I wasn't totally sold on it. And then, oh, my God, it gets so incredibly good. And Gillian Anderson, she stars in it. I don't know if you were ever an X-Files fan, but she's in it and she's the detective in it. And it's just, yes, it's, it's in Belfast. That's where it is. I just quickly looked it up online. So there's a little bit of an accent, but it's this like Belfast serial killer and it is so good. And the last season, oh my God, it's crazy. And the very, very last episode is just so wild. Like so much shit happens in that show. So I was a huge fan of that. So if you do love crime drama, definitely check that one out. And then I'm so excited that the OA is back on Netflix. We will definitely be diving into that one. I don't even know how to describe that one. Sort of metaphysical, like really out there, really excited to dive into that one. If you didn't watch the first season, then definitely check it out. It took like three years before season two even got released. And that was just a few weeks ago. So just wanted to rant about that because people... People ask me, like, what are you guys watching? It's something that we always talk about with our friends. Like, what are you guys watching right now? Like, we need to get into a show. Like, tell us what you're up to. So, um, so I just wanted to share that. And if you have shows that you have watched and you've been like loving, then definitely share with me over on Instagram. I always love to hear what people are watching and getting some feedback. So just come find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie and share with me what Netflix shows you are watching. I'd love to hear it. Okay, so let's dive into our Q&A today. We've got lots of amazing questions that have come in as always. And I love doing these episodes because I know that many of us have a lot of the same problems and issues and symptoms. So it's great to address this in an episode because we can not just help one person, but help many people overcome some of the symptoms and the issues that they're going through. So let's dive in to... Question number one, and that is, I'm feeling incredibly bloated and I'm not sure why. For the most part, I eat really healthy, but do you have any anti-bloat tips and suggestions? Yes, I do. So number one, saying that you eat really well, I think that's wonderful. The only problem is that I just don't know really what that looks like, right? So what is it that you're actually eating? So if you are eating a little bit too much sugar, carbs, even grains, you know, this can really impact the yeast and the bacteria in your gut. And this can really cause a lot of that bad bacteria to grow. And so this can often lead to some bloating. So let's try and get that out of the diet for sure, or at least drastically minimize it, and that will have a really big impact on your bloating. Outside of that, other things to consider is that you might be swallowing gas and air. So if you're drinking things like Coke and Pepsi and whatnot, even if you're drinking a lot of carbonated water you're drinking gas. So, you know, all the bubbles, right? It can definitely make you feel really, really bloated. Now, I love sparkling water. We have the Soda Stream, which I absolutely love. And I like to put some maybe frozen raspberries in there and a little bit of fresh lemon juice. And I love, love, love using it. But again, if I drink too much of it, I do feel really bloated because ultimately you are just swallowing gas and you're swallowing more air. So really minimize those drinks. If you find that you're getting really, really bloated, that can have a really huge impact on your digestion. And So definitely minimize those or just cut them out and see how you feel. Another thing to consider is that if you're chewing a lot of gum, kind of the same thing, you're swallowing a lot of air, and then that can lead to more bloating. Some other things to think about are food intolerances. You might be eating some foods that you are intolerant to, and that is also causing digestive issues and bloating. So some common foods are things like corn or eggs even. Obviously, soy can be one. Some grains, like I mentioned, sugar, gluten, dairy, these can really be at the sort of top of the food intolerance list. So maybe you want to consider doing an elimination diet and take those out and see how the bloating subsides. Something else to consider too is I know it might sound a little counterintuitive, but if you are dehydrated, you definitely need to be hydrated because in taking a lot of water, especially if you're eating a lot of fiber too, like this is what's going to help, you know, push the food through your system and through your bowels, so you can have healthy bowel movement. So staying hydrated is really important and not just drinking just water, but actually making sure that you've got maybe a little bit of sea salt in there as well, because you need those electrolytes to actually hydrate your system. And then of course, when it comes to your diet, make sure that you're feeding the good bacteria. So you want to get your veggies in and leafy greens. You want to make sure you're including fermented foods. So kimchi or sauerkraut, even kombucha is okay. And I know kombucha is fizzy, right? It's got that like fizziness to it. So pay attention to how you feel when you're drinking the kombucha if you find it's impacting your bloating or your digestion. But at the same time, it does have some really great good bacteria in there that feeds the gut. So it's not going to have the impact as something like drinking Coke or Pepsi would. And then other things like apples and pears, eat these with the skin on because they've got so much fiber in there. And they're really, really great for cleansing the bowels. So make sure you're feeding your good bacteria. Pay attention to you know the sugar in your diet. Are you swallowing too much gas and air with the certain drinks that you are having? And then consider maybe going on a food elimination diet and check for any food intolerances. Other things to consider are if you want to include some ginger tea, I like to boil some water on the stove, chop up some fresh ginger, throw it into the pot, let it boil for a good 20 minutes, and then and I just pour it into my cup, and I drink that. It's really, really great for digestion. Ginger is also very anti-inflammatory, so that's going to be great if you've got inflammation going on, but it's very soothing for the gut and very soothing for digestion and wonderful for bloating, so it's a good anti-bloat herb, and I love, love, love using Zengest. This is an oil blend from doTERRA, and it's a rollerball, and what I do is I just roll it directly onto my stomach. So it's one of those oils that I always have with me, especially if I'm going out for dinner or if I'm traveling, I love to take it with me. So Zengest is a blend of different oils, different herbs, and you just roll it onto your stomach. It has some fennel in there, which I love the smell of fennel and fennel is really great for digestion and calming any sort of digestive upsets that you might have and really great for bloating. So I love, love, to use it. And it's really simple. You can keep it in your purse, roll it on your stomach and in some, you know, circular movements and just kind of roll it there. Maybe if you want to massage in, in your stomach, that might be really nice too. And I find it's really effective. Like it's literally effective within minutes. It's that powerful. So that's the Zen gest from doTERRA. Okay. Let's move on to question number two. And this is, from Becca. Should your thyroid antibodies be at zero? Mine were at 250 and I got them down to 15. Is this good? Yeah. So great question. Ultimately, yes, you want your antibodies at zero. That's really important. That will mean that there is no autoimmune issues going on. If yours were at 250, it meant that you had autoimmune and it means you had autoimmune Hashimoto's and that you we're able to get it into remission by bringing it down. So that's really, really wonderful. So lots of things you can do to bring those antibodies down. And some of the top things are obviously your diet, your stress, your supplementation and or medication, your sleep, environmental toxins, looking at gut health and any gut infections that are going on, these are all going to be really, really important. So that's really great, Becca, that you were able to get those antibodies down. And yes, ultimately, you do want them to be at zero. I believe the standard reference range is like 35, like you want your antibodies to be below 35. So the lower that they are, wonderful. And this actually leads into our next question from Melissa. And she said, I heard you speak about a client of yours whose antibodies were at 4,000. Mine were quite high too at 2,500. Can you explain more about what this means? So this is a great question. And if you were tuning into my Insta stories last week, you saw that I was sharing about a recent client that I'm working with. And she came to me because she wants to support her hypothyroidism. So she's got low thyroid function and she was diagnosed many years ago. And then she's been on medication for quite some time and things don't seem to be changing with her like TSH levels and her thyroid labs. Now she hasn't had a full thyroid panel tested through her doctor So when she came to me, that was the first step. I said, the first step we need to do here is get a full thyroid panel so I can really get a clear picture of what's going on with your thyroid. So to be clear, a full thyroid panel is your TSH, your free T3, your free T4, your reverse T3, your anti-TPO antibody, and your anti-TG antibody. So those six tests. And what I've actually done now is if you go over to my Instagram and you go to my profile, I added in a highlight in my profile about the thyroid labs. So they're always going to be there. They'll just like live on, on my profile on that highlight. So you can go and click there if you ever wanna see what those six labs are. So they're always there for you. So anyhow... So I had this client come to me and, you know, she's, I think, 26, 27 years old, which is wonderful. She's young. She wants to really support her thyroid naturally. And she just said, you know, I really want to heal this naturally. I want to take the right supplements and I don't know what it is I'm taking or what I need to be doing. I want to be eating better and eating in a way that supports my thyroid health and overall health overall. And so anyhow, we started with her full thyroid panel and I got her labs back and they were crazy, like crazy high. So everything was out of range and her thyroid antibodies were at 4,000, her anti-TG, which I had never, ever, ever seen anything that high before. So what does this mean? Well, essentially... The higher your antibodies, it means the greater the attack that's happening on your thyroid gland. So this is why it's so important you do the full panel and get these antibodies tested because you want to, number one, rule out if you have autoimmune Hashimoto's. And number two, if you do have it, you want to see how big of this attack is, right? How big the autoimmune is really happening. And so with 4,000 antibodies, yes, that's really, really high. And it means the attack is happening at a much larger scale on her thyroid gland. So the next thing I will probably have her go do is to do a thyroid ultrasound so we can see if there's any damage there and any type of growth or anything happening there. So that's the next step for sure. But You know, with 4,000, like that's such a high number, this means a number of things. Number one, it's probably going to take quite some time, maybe even a matter of years to truly heal and fix this. We can absolutely bring those antibodies down 100%, but Because they're so high, it's really showing me that something much bigger is happening here, whether that mean like heavy metals or some type of stealth gut infection might be going on, or maybe even like a really severe food intolerance that's happening that she's unaware of, any type of environmental toxin or exposure This can mean a lot of things and there's really some type of, I'm pretty sure there's some type of viral or deep infection that's going on that that we're both unaware of. So we, we need to dive in and do some more testing and really figure this out. So Melissa, if your antibodies are at 2,500, yes, that is pretty high. And that means that there is a much greater attack on your thyroid gland. So this is where, like those things I mentioned before, your diet your supplementation, medication, if you're using, whether that be synthetic or if you're going to go the natural route with something like natural desiccated thyroid, you probably need something. You definitely need something. And then looking deeper into infections, stealth infections or viral infections that are going on, food intolerances, is there heavy metal toxicity? This could mean a lot of things. So it's really important to work with a practitioner and to really get a strategy and a game plan so you can address this. Because if you don't address it, having one autoimmune condition means... Typically, if you don't address it, it will lead to other autoimmune conditions. And then to kind of swing that pendulum back to really get healthy and to really get your body into homeostasis, it can mean that it's going to be that much harder. So work with a practitioner, whether that's a naturopath, functional medical doctor, myself and and my team over at Holistic Wellness, you really got to get the support. And, you know, obviously a nutritionist. Diet is such an essential part to start with. So lots of areas to look at there if your antibodies are that high. Mine were in the 600s when I initially tested them and was diagnosed two years ago. They were in the 600s. And then three, four months later, I managed to drop them by half. And then I dropped them again, even lower. I got them to around 100. And then I I have to go back now and do some retesting to see where they're at. Okay, so question number four. This is from Jill. What are your best stress management techniques? You always seem so chill and relaxed. Well, that is really sweet of you, Jill. Thanks. I'm glad I always seem really chilled and relaxed. It's interesting because especially lately, I have been under quite a bit of stress. you know, I've been under the stress of writing the book and going through book edits and we've got lots of projects on our plate and then obviously clients and then moving. There's a lot of things that are happening and a lot of really wonderful things, things I'm so grateful for. But at the end of the day, it's stress. It's a lot of stuff on my plate and it is totally wearing on my body. So I just really try to be present as much as possible. And so I really try to you know stay in the moment and be really present. And especially with my book, I've been really conscious of just clearing out my calendar and just focusing on the one thing that needs to get done and carving out a lot of time so that I can focus on that one thing and get it done so that I don't overwhelm myself. But it doesn't always happen that way, right? Because especially my type A personality and my go, go, go personality, I want to like do all of the things. So It can be really easy to get caught up in so many things. But one of the things for stress management is just really managing my calendar and really managing the projects and all the things that I'm working out and delegating effectively. So that's definitely number one. Number two... I've been incorporating more meditation. So when I wake up in the morning, I will either listen to Headspace or some type of meditation, guided meditation. I'll do it in the morning. And often I will also do it at night. And I find that Within 10 to 15 minutes of listening to it, I'm often asleep. So it's a great way to fall asleep. But that has been wonderful. And having that meditation is really key because it just really helps me to ease into my day in this really calm way. And then at nighttime, kind of the same thing, it helps me to really unwind and quiet down my brain. And then also, I'm, you know, taking really great. Adaptogens and supporting my adrenal glands. I think the best thing would be for you to go back to the episode that I did all about adrenals. And I believe that was episode 55. So head on over to episode 55. It's healing your adrenals plus managing stress plus adaptogenic herbs. That's what I dive into in that episode. So there's going to be lots of wonderful tips there that I think will really, really be supportive for you. Okay. Question number five is from Lisa. And her question is, my periods are terrible. I'm bloated. I have cramping, headaches, lots of cravings, and all around I feel pretty crappy. What can I do? Okay. So with your periods and just your cycle in general, the root causes of your PMS and your period issues, there's a couple of things here to look at. And I think it comes down to what, maybe six things, six things in general. So sugar, alcohol, stress, blood sugar imbalances, excess weight, and inflammation. So these are the six things that you really want to look at. If you are having terrible PMS, if you feel bloated, if you have lots of cramping, if you have breast tenderness, just all around PMS symptoms, these are the six areas you want to look at. So number one, if your diet is an inflammatory diet, well, inflammation is going to be a driver of estrogen and get those estrogen levels way, way up, which means you're going to have estrogen dominance. And that is going to lead to way more PMS issues. So cutting out the sugar, cutting out the alcohol, managing your stress, managing your blood sugar. This is something that we dive into huge in our online programs and with our one-on-one coaching. You know, managing blood sugar and insulin is one of the biggest things that I do because it's such a master hormone and it will lead to excess weight and it will lead to excess inflammation. It will increase your stress hormones. And then now, of course, you're going to reach for the sugar and the alcohol. So this is how it all gets connected. So managing your blood sugar is key. And this is why you want to eat PFF meals, protein, fat, and fiber. So getting in good quality sources of protein, making sure you're eating adequate amounts of fat and getting in the fiber, whether that's from non-starchy or starchy vegetables. So something like sweet potato or plantain or squashes with your non-starchy veggies like Brussels sprouts and broccoli, cauliflower, leafy greens, this is really what you want your diet to be made up of. And this is really going to help control those estrogen levels. It's going to help balance your blood sugar. It's going to bring that inflammation down. It's also going to help support any excess weight and support the sugar cravings as well. So this is really, really key. And it really comes down to your diet. Your diet can have such a profound effect on your cycles and your hormones. So, I would suggest diving into the Healthy Hormones for Women online program. So that's our six-week exclusive program that we offer to everybody. It's wonderful. It's a go at your pace program. We dive into adrenal health and thyroid, and we look at blood sugar, And we look at liver detox, gut health. You get an amazing detox-friendly hormone-balancing meal plan with, I believe, there's over 60 recipes. And the way that we've laid out your meal plan is to follow it based on the different phases in your cycle. So it's wonderful. And literally following that within two to three weeks, you will start to notice huge shifts in your body. So I would highly suggest diving into that program. Think of it as like an extension of our podcast, right? The podcast is Healthy Hormones for Women, and we've got the Healthy Hormones for Women online program, so you can really follow in more detail and more strategies with balancing your hormones and really getting in some protocols in place, because we dive into all those protocols in the different modules. So head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash healthy hormones, and you can learn more about the program there. You can sign up. We have kept it very cost effective and cost efficient so that you can join it, get the support that you need and really start to heal. I can promise you, Lisa, this is going to be huge for your hormones and your health and your future self, right? How are you going to show up in the future? If you don't address these things now, it will lead to way more problems in the future. And I don't know your age, but if fertility and starting a family is something that's important to you, you know, these are things that you really want to think about. So you really want to get a handle on it right now. Okay. And then last question, number six is from Liz. I've been on a somewhat gluten-free diet and I feel I need a meal plan and a strategy to truly stay on track, what do you recommend? Oh, this kind of goes into our last question. Would you recommend your Healthy Hormones for Women program and how would this assist me? Yes, okay, so if you're looking for support with going gluten-free and just your diet overall, Obviously, the Healthy Hormones for Women program is going to be really helpful for you, for sure, because we give you a full meal plan in there and we dive into, you know, like I mentioned, all different areas of your hormones with thyroid, adrenal, blood sugar and whatnot. But outside of that, you know, you can always head on over to our shop page, shop.holisticwellness.ca. We have a gut healing meal plan there. We have our Clean, Lean, and Green program that's there. And that's, I believe, two or three weeks of meal plans. So there's lots of different options there. We've got our keto, high-fat, low-carb meal plan on the website too. So just head on over to shop.holisticwellness.ca click on eBooks and we've got lots of different meal plans that you can dive into. So if you're just looking for a little starter, you know, something to kind of get your feet wet and you wanna dive in and you need some of that structure, that's exactly what these meal plans are going to provide for you. Everything that we produce is gluten-free and dairy-free for the most part, low sugar or no sugar, all anti-inflammatory. So whichever of those meal plans and eBooks you choose, it's really going to help provide you with the strategy and the structure to really stay on track with a healthy diet. Plus, all the recipes are really delicious. And there's lots of recipes on my website too that you can dive into. In fact, we just uploaded our gnocchi recipe. I love gnocchis so much. So you can check out that recipe over on the website too. Lots of great recipes that will really help support your diet and support your hormones. So that's it, everybody. Thanks so much for emailing in your questions and sharing them with me on Instagram. Instagram. I really, really appreciate it. And I thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't left us a rating and a review, we appreciate them so much and it really helps to support and guide more women with their health and their hormones. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And tomorrow is our Instagram Influence Intensive. If you haven't yet registered, today is the last day. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash Instagram influence and let's dive in to your Instagram strategy. I am so excited for our workshop tomorrow night and hope to see you guys there live. Thanks everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll chat with you all next week.